Balls, <laughs> Slumdog Millionaire. I'm Brian. And I'm Brad. And this is one of Brad's movies that uh, the marbles on stream already decided we were going to watch. So I'm going to let Brad uh, take the lead for the... That sounded so condescending. <laughs> <laughs> it's your movie, you take it. I was just I more like, it. oh, not even that. I was like, I'm going to step back because Brad obviously is going to take the lead. That's why I meant like the vibe, but it sounded like I, I the Lord oh. of this country <laughs> will allow <laughs> him to, to do this one thing. It's never mind. <laughs> love it. I love it. I'm here for it. I'm sober. I swear. <laughs> well, well, Lord, Brian, this movie is based <laughs> on a, on a book that's a book adaptation from q a mm-hmm. this movie is basically non-spoiler section here basically um who yeah, wants two to be minutes of non-spoilers and we'll get yeah. into spoilers in two minutes don't, don't fact, fact check, check anything. that <laughs> um yeah about the indian version of who wants to be a millionaire it is kind of it's kind of cool, but it's kind of, I can see why pe- some people of the world wouldn't like this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, I think we'll get into that here in a little bit after on the spoiler section, but um, I think it is a fantastic film. So, but it's basically who wants to be a millionaire and kind of how he knows the answers to the questions that they're asking him. So yeah. it is written. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking a lot about that in the non-spoiler section about um you know, the controversy or the discussion of like doesn't make India look bad? Uh is it honest about India? And you know, when I first saw this movie, I'd never seen an Indian movie in my life. Now I've seen like 20. So I have like Let me let me put it this way. Amongst Americans, I'm top one percent experts. <laughs> take take me out of America, and I am zero. <laughs> <laughs> no, put me in India, and I'm zero. I'm negative. <laughs> like I'm literally gonna, for the sake of the joke, I'm literally looking up the U.S. population. Yeah, there's thirty. There, there's three million of us. That my twenty films, like. Or let me rephrase that. There's 329.5 million people in the U.S. Me watching 20 Indian films firmly puts me in the top 3 million. <laughs> yeah, probably. I believe that. And out of those 3 million, probably most of them are probably Indian, Indian born or have Indian family, which oh, true. <laughs> brings them to that. I forgot to factor in race. Um, uh, <laughs> oh man i wonder if this is gonna get i am literally typing indian population in u.s and i'm just hoping that whoever collected the numbers has updated their terminology to native american yes because <laughs> we used to call native americans indians because and, and, ju- and we're just now 2020 or 2022 just now get kind of sort of getting beyond that all right, so with a population of almost 4 million. Nope, it said Indian American. That's confusing to me now because I don't know if Indian American is. Nope, Indian American. I'm reading on there's talking about Southeast Asian Americans 
So, all right. Asian Americans, Chinese Americans. So, all right. This is actually the non-racist result. Uh, and, you know, not, to put, to not put pressure on generations that have been born here, I'm just going to split that in half. So let's say there's probably 2 million Indian Americans who actually watch Indian films. Uh, maybe <laughs> there's maybe. a chance I'm in that top 1% <laughs> in to just cut this bit short, excluding any Indian Americans. Top yes. 1%. Easy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so should we, I mean, it's non spoiler review. Do you want to mm-hmm. give more about the movie, give feels for it, and keep the spoilers or the uh, the controversy discussion yeah. for the spoiler section? Or um, I don't think I'm. We can. I don't know. Kind of a your call on this. We can do it without spoiler section, without spoilers, because yeah, it focuses more on the slums of India versus what actually takes place in the movie. All right. So then for structure, so people know we should right now, like just talk about the plot really quick, give a feel for it. So people know if they want to watch it or not, and then we'll give our ratings and then we'll talk about the controversy and then we'll say spoilers and get into spoilers. So if you don't want to listen to the controversy before watching the film, then you'll get our takes and our rating. And then, yeah. Yeah, um, no, I, I like it. That, that's good. So how would you describe the film? <laughs> um, besides, besides just the uh, who wants to be a millionaire? I would describe it as... Hmm. Uh, person it's kind of like a following somebody's life and the trials and tribulations that they've gone through personally and how it developed them as a as an adult moving forward the game show really draws light to his the major points of his life growing up growing up in as as an indian growing up in the slums of india um and kind of how he works through the processes of his life yeah I, 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 it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a hard movie to describe. It's easy to explain. And it's hard to describe. All right. I'll take, let me give my, uh, attempts. Uh, if anyone's familiar with definitely, maybe it's the story of, uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds telling Abigail Breslin, the story of basically how he met his, her mother. Uh, but he decides to throw in two other women who are very influential in his life and makes her guess. So imagine instead of Ryan Reynolds telling a small, small girl, the story of his life, uh, a 20 something Indian boy from a, a lower income area i guess or life uh is telling his police interrogators (laughs) his life story and the framing device is connecting back to some of the very 
weird questions he was able to answer considering his upbringing. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, um, and <laughs> yeah, and the whole purpose of it is, I mean, it, it's not a spoiler to say why he's there. Is it? Why he's, what do you mean? Doing, uh, do you want to be a millionaire? No, is it a spoiler? Was, I don't think so. Who who wants to be the millionaire was a very popular 2000s TV show. I don't think that would be, it All wouldn't right. be spoiler to say, you know, that he liked right. the show or anything like that. All right. Well, I'm just going to say it and then tell me, because I don't think I asked the question well enough. The reason he's on there, his whole purpose for it, he doesn't give a shit about the money. He can win it. He can lose it. I'm not going to spoil that. The reason is the woman he's had a crush on since he was a baby boy mm-hmm. who, <laughs> who he, you know, is part of his upbringing, his story. He doesn't know where she is and he's trying to find the love of his life. This person he's, he's thought about for the last 15 ish years or whatnot. And all he really knows is that she likes the show. Do you want to be a millionaire? Yeah. Is it who wants to be? Who wants to be? A millionaire? <laughs> yeah. Who, yeah. Um, I, I, would, I would say that's a little spoiler, but not bad. I mean, because they, they kind of draw it up pretty early. So, okay. Uh, with, the, uh, yeah. with the framing and flashbacks and stuff, they, they kind of frame it up pretty early. So I don't yeah. think it's too big of a spoiler. If you've seen more than the first 15 minutes of this movie, you'd probably get it. You can be guessing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, <laughs> so it's a, it's a story of trying to find the person who you think is the love of your life. And I'm just saying that cause he was a fucking kid. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I hope they're the love of their lives, but you know, just speaking realistically, you don't know <laughs> yeah. until you actually get years and years together. Um, even then, do you really know? Yeah, but this do is a movie. So it is, it, she is yes. the love of his life and he is the love of hers. Um, even though the reason she may like him can be clouded once we get into spoilers, <laughs> if we think about it in a realistic sense. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, all right. Anything else you want to say in non-spoiler before we get into the controversy? Um, do you want to do the ratings first? Or the controversy. Yeah, first? I just wanted to. Oh yeah, before oh, the. I'm, I should have said before the ratings. Uh yeah, I'm good. Okay, what's I'm, your I'm rating, sol- sir? I'm, I'm solid with that. This movie, to me, comes so close to ayahuasca, like Ooh, so close. Okay. Um, so it is going to be a mushroom. Mm-hmm. But like, if they just tweak a few little of my tiny nitpicky grievances, it would have been <laughs> ayahuasca. Nice, but, right. it's, but, it, but it's nitpicky, and I mean, it's almost unfair to the movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, is yours firmly mushroom or mushroomy ayahuasca? No, I'm going to go firm, firm mushroom. I don't, I don't think I can teeter it that hard. But it's, <laughs> it's close. It's really close. All right, I'm going to give it a firm edible. Okay. I I I like it. Uh, you know, I re- I remember loving it back in the day. Most of these things are new to me. This the story structure was new to me. On the rewatch, I still enjoyed it. I just 
I mean, except for like probably the penultimate moment or one moment. Oh, I can't even remember. I like I had randomly stood up and then I just stayed standing up watching for like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah. I was totally fine, like pausing, going running, get something to eat. You know, uh, so I am edible. Okay, that's, that's pretty solid. Or gentleman. Um, I made I made my wife wife watch this movie when we I didn't make her she I asked her if she wanted to watch it I didn't chain her to the chair or anything I asked her if she wanted to watch it and she watched it and she there was some moments where she gasped and it was it was good nice so I know I know she really liked it and I've seen this movie probably closing in on ten times at this point and I, there's not one time where I was like man I feel like I wasted two hours of my time or or was it two hours and five minutes or whatever it is true um yeah i guess wait i want to mention one more thing before we get into the uh controversy but i'm trying to speak and say other words that i'm not saying while typing and i don't know why i didn't just start saying uh, what i was searching for instead of saying that other thing because it would have taken less time code yeah but uh this What's the? Oh wow! All right. Oh yeah, is it Osea? What the? Uh, that song. All I wanna do is. Oh no, it's Paper Planes. Right? Paper Planes by Mia. Yeah. All I wanna do is. <laughs> like this, that really, fucking blew up this song. Uh, yes, and, and it fit that it fits the movie so well, and the scene that it's in it fits so well. It's just it was crazy. Uh, like, at first I was like, wait was that song written for this movie? And then I was like, ah, I don't think it was, <laughs> but I think it just fits perfectly for what they're, what they're doing in that scene. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it, well, did you find an answer for that or no? I never looked it up. I just assumed I was right and moved on with my life. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hey, <laughs> either right or wrong. I just right. By the way, that hit so much harder than my reaction because I was fully distracted trying to look up what that famous song for or the song Tokyo Drift made famous, so oh, I could draw yeah. a comparison, and it still hit that hard. That's Ugh. such an American sentence. <laughs> I think that was the one, Welcome to Tokyo, or I, something like that. I just assumed I was right. And <laughs> out of my life. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. <sighs> okay. It, it was teriyaki boys. <laughs> oh, okay. No, <laughs> or yeah. Tokyo. I think it's called Tokyo Drift or something like that by the teriyaki boys. It <laughs> <laughs> was so good. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I don't know why that is so hard. Okay. The controversy. Uh what what all right, what's your take on the controversy? What did you think it was? Okay, so basically, um the reason why so there's a very bipolar um reception of this movie. Over here in the West, we thought it was really good. Um, critically acclaimed, won a ton of awards. It won a bunch of awards in India, but mm-hmm. um, the 
and this is kind of similar to what I thought of in Kingsman when we reviewed that of how the negative light was kind of shined on. I was gonna, I was gonna draw that comparison. <laughs> so I can, I can definitely understand. Um, so, I mean, but basically it boils down to how the movie portrays the, the poorest of individuals in some of these slums. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the, the word dog, they had a really big offense to slum dog. Um, because this movie is focused on a, a particular slum in India that houses about a million people in, a, in one square mile mm-hmm. um, and how they live and how um, they move from day to day. So, I mean, I can, under, I can definitely understand the controversy. I can definitely understand why people would be a little bit, a little bit of sensitive about that. Um, and I mean, like I said, with Kingsman, I kind of felt the same way of how they portrayed the bigoted racist, you know, section of america and kind of poked at it a little bit so i i can definitely understand why there's controversy yeah yeah so uh yeah what i what i found when i was looking up the actor just i want to fact check i was like wait is this a real actor because i i i it looked familiar the person and i have seen at least one movie if not multiple movies with amitab bach Bachchan, I don't know how to pronounce his name, uh, like Kabi Kushi Kabi Gam. Um, and his quote, he wrote on his blog, he said, if SM, Slumdog Millionaire, projects India as a third world, dirty, underbelly, developing nation and causes pain and disgust among nationalists and patriots, let it be known that a murky underbelly exists and thrives even in the most developed nations. Um, there's been some debate about the Indianness of the movie. Yeah, it, it basically, he wrote, uh, it's just that the Slumdog Millionaire idea, authored by an Indian and conceived and cinematically put together by a Westerner, gets creative globe recognition. The other would perhaps not. Like the reverse. Yeah, I can and see that. And let, let me be clear. I am very ignorant of many of the things in what's going on in India. I, my knowledge is from the movies that I've had and the comment section in my old YouTube channel, Superview, <laughs> which was mainly reacting or reviewing Indian movies and people from India commenting on the state of things in their country. Uh, so what I'll say is what I can get or the read that I'm getting from him is one, I do believe that if everything was reversed, if it was a, you know, there, there's there been remakes of American movies and stories like Memento. There is an Indian version of Memento. I believe there's an Indian version adaptation of Bodyguard. There's, you know, uh, a Mexican television show adapta- or adaptation of Breaking Bad. These things just don't get celebrated in the U.S. And I maybe globally. I don't know how some dog millionaire hit the world, you know, but, um, totally fair. See that. Uh, I don't think, you know, he's, I can't tell if he's actually insulted by some dog millionaire by his statement of let it be known that a murky underbelly exists and thrives even in the most developed nations. Cause I'm like, that's just true. Yeah, that's like, absolutely true. Yeah, so when you know when we talked about this and you talked about the Kentucky Church and Kingsman, I, I'm gonna 
sound exactly like I did back then. Look, um, you know, there's stories for every facet of, or let me let me put it this way, the number of possible different stories about India or about the U.S. or about any country can be so varied and put it either in the best light or the worst light. You get a World War II movie, you know, um, the U.S. is such a hero because even though I think they like came in at the end of the war, you know what I mean? I've heard that part of the way through. Yeah. Yeah. So like after Germany had already dominated for so much and conquered so much, then we decided, ah, well, we'll come over and help now. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let me put it this way. If you watch Independence Day, you're like, Woo! America! Fuck yeah! Um, and then if you watch Get Out, you know, yeah. Get Out, Blind Spotting, um, uh, Sorry to Bother You, Black Klansmen, like those that those are all telling the same story in different ways, and it's about that murky underbelly that exists. And I'm watching those films. I never thought, yeah, but where, but you need to also show that America's great. I'm just like, no, that's the story you're telling. We don't need to both sides this issue. <laughs> we don't need to be like, while black people are being slaughtered or abused or, you know, taken advantage of. Remember Sandra Bullock in the blind side. <laughs> we, I don't need Sandra Bullock. In that in that movie, like taking in a homeless African American boy and getting him an education, getting him a football scholarship, they're separate movies. Um, so, if this movie is being completely accurate to that area and that story, well, obviously it's not being completely accurate. You know, it's it's a fiction, but if it's being honest to what the reality is for people who live there then I don't think people's frustration is so valid is so, uh, you know, it, it's a story about a kid in the slums. Yeah. If, if that is honest, if it's not, if it's completely bullshit, which as far as I can tell from, you know, those previous comments and things that I had heard from people from India, I, <laughs> I don't think it's, fucking narnia <laughs> i don't think they just invented <laughs> you know that situation for that blocks um yeah i can i can definitely understand them being a little sensitive to it though yeah just like we're a little sensitive to some of our you know some of our country's faults um doesn't mean they're not true it just yeah. means we're a little bit more sensitive to it and you know maybe we don't want to see things that way like yeah. the blind spotting or blind spotting Oof. um like um uh, the Kingsman with the bigoted racist uh, church in you know southern part of America. Yeah, I mean we 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 it's a fact that happens. It is a true thing that is a factual thing, but we don't want to shine light on it, and we kind of don't want to see it in, the, in those lights, and especially the, in a, especially in a movie like this. And I'm the opposite. I want to shine if there's a problem. If something uh, makes us look bad, I want to shine so much of a light on it that we take that we do something to change it, you know, instead of. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm 100 percent about that. But yeah, this is also um, 
you know, Kingsman is a fictional story. This is a fictional story. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah, there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing to fix. I mean, but like real world events, I think absolutely we need to shine, yeah. shine, oh. shine it and put it in the light and, you know, fix it, you know, do what we need to do. Yeah. Just but the, like the events, of, the events of 2020 is, is a good example. Yeah. But like, uh, what is it? Like those four movies that I mentioned, except for like half of black Klansmen, Half of Black Klansman is like accurate and half of it is part. I think it has a, a false ending that never happened. You know, <laughs> if you saw the movie when the car blows up and all that, I don't, I think I found out that that didn't happen. It was fictionalized to give the hero moment. Um, you know, m- most of those films are fiction, but they're speaking to something that's truthful. So. I'm guessing that, uh, or let me say this. If Slumdog Millionaire is speaking to something that's honest, then I think everybody just needs to acknowledge that that is truthful and then try to do something so that it's in 20 years, not truthful. That'd be good. Yeah, no, that'd be, that'd be perfect. <laughs> um, Unfortunately in, both these cases i don't think that's something that's going to change that fast i don't think the slums of india are going to change in 20 years to where there's no slums or less slums and i'll add that and i I don't think you know the bigotry and racism in some of these um you know southern churches stuff like that or even in just people in general is going to change we can try and we, we need to try and do our best to to change that but i don't think it's going to just just erase itself I, w- I will add this. If part of it is the fact that this is a uh, story about India being told from a Westerner commenting on the negatives and people are like, yeah, we have this. Why are you just, I don't know, making fun of us or exploiting like something bad? Can you help? Can, like, It's not going yeah. away. Our people aren't doing it. Can you just not comment on it? Not only can you not just only comment on this and actually do something to help us. <laughs> if it was that, if it was like, yeah, I really don't appreciate you monetizing our suffering in this area. Not a good look. Then I'd be like, oh, that's a different argument. Um, but yeah, also like, you know, uh, if Amitabh Bachan's, uh comments were negative about the movie um i'm also not invested in knowing what the one of the richest people in the country has to uh say about the poorest part of the country you know if they're if they're like why why like i'm angry at you for highlighting this and be like look you <laughs> there's no way in hell you know what's going on down there um, you know, and if you do the Bruce Wayne argument, throw your money <laughs> behind it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't just swing at people. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, and then I also looked up stuff like uh, if things had changed, and weirdly, like between the book and the movie. And weirdly, like one of the things that was changed was people's names. 
which at first I was like, oh, some uncredited screenwriter was trying to get screenwriting credit. One of the, and by that I mean one of the cheapest ways the screenwriters try to get forced screenwriting credit from the unions uh, is changing the names, <laughs> which, which doesn't <laughs> fly. <laughs> They're just like, oh, you know, it's, it was Pete. You know what? Luke is better. <laughs> it's like, maybe this will get me. It's like, that's not Some actually credits. doing work, hitting control F or re- <laughs> replace or whatever. Um, but the writer who is a poli- uh, he was a diplomat. So I'll also say that maybe like the original author was from India. So obviously they know more than, or I would hope they'd know more than Danny Boyle. Yeah. Well, considering he's a he's a retired diplomat, so I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I was, I was, but I was going to say, but he's a diplomat, <laughs> and and if I don't care what a billionaire's opinion is about the poorest parts of the nation, because they probably don't understand, uh, the second group I would care not care about are politicians. If they're anything like U.S. politicians, I I don't care. So you know. Or most U.S. politicians, let's say. Uh, now everyone can fill in their biases. Yep, <laughs> boom. Who's Easy. the exception? <laughs> Your um, favorite politician is the exception. Just know that. <laughs> uh, so maybe Vikas Swarup, the author, maybe he knows, maybe he doesn't. Again, I don't know. I haven't read his book. Um, but he said that the name change was interesting because he originally named um, the star, the main guy. Oh, what's... Ram Mohammed Thomas. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And he did I'm, that. I'm looking at it. That's the only reason I know. <laughs> he did that, he said, so that it could feel like the Indian everyman, that it could, uh, one name is Hindi, one name is Muslim, one name is Catholic. So that he could just see, have anybody see themselves in this guy. And he said that the uh, screenwriter, Simon Beaufoy, uh, warned him and he thought that it might have uh, made it a little more honest. Uh, Where is it? Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into it, but uh, or search quietly (laughs) for two too long but he also said that uh, Danny changed something in the story which was instead of the hero being arrested after he'd won the million put it right before the last question which I thought for narrative tension was fucking fantastic yeah Yeah. fantastic Um, and then he also he said at the end that he worries how the scene of Hindi Hindu mobs murdering Muslims will play when the film opens in India because I think that wasn't that might not have been something that was in the movie uh, it was very briefly. I had to look it up. Um, it was or very brief. One is, yeah, we'll we'll get. It was very briefly in the movie. Yes, or I'm I meant to say I don't know if it was in the book. Oh, um, gotcha. Uh, he said people in India are sensitive about how they're portrayed, so there will be criticisms. But a Bollywood director recently told him Slumdog Millionaire's failing was that it wasn't extreme enough to be truly Indian. India has a genius for recycling its contradictions. <laughs> that was the last paragraph in the article, and it started with a quote, like quotes, as in he's talking, and it never ended. 
So I don't, I don't know if that's all. Okay. I think I figured it out because <laughs> I read that like it was a full quote from him, but there's a part where it's like, but a Bollywood director recently told him. All right. never mind. Or sorry. The, the quote that he said ends at criticisms. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. Again, well, we don't intimately know if the criticisms are valid, but using context clues. Make your own, make your own informative decision. (laughs) Yeah. Or just research until you know for sure. Live your whole life in India and figure it out. What I will say is like, I've seen a lot of the imagery like riding on top of the trains and things like that and slums and caste systems and uh, just general like racism or or uh, what's it when you hate based on someone's religion? Like uh, there was this Salman Khan film, I believe. Salman Khan. Um, yep, Salman Khan. Muslim girl that doesn't speak. See how much faster that was when I just say it out loud. Bajrangi <laughs> Bajan. So, and you don't and you don't put it into IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> so Bajrangi Bajan is a great film. I recommend anyone check it out. It's about this guy who takes a um oh not a not a Muslim girl. So I th- I believe she's Muslim, but she's a Pakistani girl and he's trying to reunite her with her family or something like that. It's a great film, and there's a lot of highlighting about the uh hate towards Muslims. And there's in fact a part where she like finds a mosque and they do this very sitcom like, oh no, <laughs> she's Muslim. <laughs> um so yeah, so maybe that's more appropriate because it's actually an indie Indian film that's highlighting it. I don't know. Uh anyway. Wanna get into spoilers, sir? Sure. Now that we've killed the killed the controversy, <laughs> yeah, it's done. The white yeah, done. men has, yep, from it. the U.S. have fixed it. Uh, before <laughs> I say spoilers, for sure, if you oh, want to yeah. watch the film, there's an affiliate link below. <laughs> oh, good, good job! Way to, way to get that in before the spoiler section, <laughs> not after, like we always do. <laughs> okay, now uh, spoilers. What do you want to? He dies at the end. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> yeah, they all actually they all die in the beginning, and then it's just two hours of credits. Yep. <laughs> they actually um, die. In the, they die in the beginning. They're all ghosts. Oh, one thing I wish I had said before the spoilers warning was mm. that um, the cre- the dance in the credits uh-huh. that is very maybe Bollywood or just Indian in general. So. At the very least, you know, I believe that Danny Boyle and everyone involved cared so much to try to get it right. Even if they didn't, because I don't know. I don't know if they got it right. But like, I forgot that there was a dance sequence in the credits. And I was like, oh, shit, they're doing the Bollywood thing or Indian thing. I don't know if it's strictly Bollywood. One or the other. Yeah, because there's Tollywood, you know, there's there's like 
so many different languages and many of those languages have their literally their own film industry in India, which hmm. is shocking. Like here, there would be so many acquisitions that the U.S. would force <laughs> it all to be Hollywood. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Tollywood is a full business and it's a, I believe it's Telugu. Um, I might be wrong on that. Uh, language films. And then I, I think uh, the reason who wants to be a millionaire is in English is because English is potentially the most, con- uh, most shared language in India. Um, okay. I mean, I can, I can definitely see that. Um, I mean, they do a lot of business with Americans, so I, I can I can see that um, English would be the would be a very common language to speak. It is in a lot of countries, and most of them, most of the films have, or a lot of the films have a mix of English and then the language that it's being dubbed in. Um, okay, so when I searched top languages spoken it, it just doesn't have english in any of the lists so like hindi's number one bengali number two marathi telugu and tamil um yeah hmm. so, so i can't tell where english falls in there uh, maybe they don't maybe they don't see it as an official language maybe maybe when they do these kind of polls or whatever it's you know strictly the language that you were you know basically born into yeah do you know there were two directors in this film Mm -mm. no i didn't i only knew about the one all right i'm gonna control f and uh yeah slumdog millionaire directed by danny boyle and love lean tandon uh and that person let me look them up so i know who they are uh that she uh directed the hindi spoken uh sections and he spoke the english speaking sections hmm. okay i mean that's that's good that's that's a plus yeah so there's a there's a full <laughs> like a, an indian director directed a lot of uh a lot of the film or a significant portion um and also, like, well, one, Dev Patel, this is the beginning of his explosion in the U.S., obviously. But uh, there were a lot of actors who are primarily Indian actors, like uh, Anil Kapoor, the host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Irfan Khan, who you might remember from uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 1. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, uh, actually, I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, he's also in, let me see, stuff you might have seen. He's in Jurassic World. He was the uh, tech billionaire who crashed his helicopter. Um, He was cast in The Martian for an Indian character from the book, but he did an Indian film instead. He had to choose one or the other. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Ridley Scott cast maybe a white person i don't know i don't remember but everyone was like why didn't you why'd you whitewash the indian character and he's and like the main defense is like they cast her Khan, then they couldn't do it and i'm just like 
Yeah, because there's only one Indian actor. <laughs> yes, only one in Hollywood. That's the only one they could find. He was busy that day, couldn't do it. Um, but I want to say I forgot that Anil Kapoor was in this movie because when I started watching Indian films and I'd see him, and I was like, the <gasps> the guy from uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, a movie I Brad know hasn't you. seen. You and I are friends. Yeah, <laughs> I remember his dance, which is. <laughs> that's crazy uh, um brad doesn't understand anything i'm saying because nope. he hasn't seen nope. it I've, <laughs> I've not seen past one um i i do need to get on top of actually getting the minutes together so you can watch this <laughs> um but uh like there were just people that i recognized and you know I don't know. There's a there's a thousand ways for like an American director to just show that they don't give a shit uh, about something that could have been done much better with a non-American actor or director. The best example I'm gonna give is uh, well, I'll say Mulan. I haven't seen the live action Mulan, but I hear it's trash <laughs> and. I haven't seen it because I heard Why the same thing. Yeah. Uh, the one I have seen is the live action Aladdin, which was Guy Ritchie, and he was literally on the Joe Rogan podcast saying, uh, yeah, I'm doing Aladdin next because there's a release date. <laughs> yeah. Even when, when I heard that in the interview, I was like, oh, all right, it's not going to be good. <laughs> Uh, you, you've you've already you've already got the end date to this, so obviously yeah. it's not gonna not gonna go well. Yeah, if I hold my breath, <laughs> I like I tr- I'm open to the, you know, Danny Boyle is an incredibly talented director, so, but there has to be a director from India who would have done it even better. There just has yeah. to be, you know, there has to be. Absolutely. Like I don't I don't think every director from India would do as good a job because Danny Boyle is just incredibly talented and is, has a huge history. So, and you know, there's and, gotta be and, a Michael Bay of India and, <laughs> that and, I don't know. Wow. About. wow. <laughs> or, um, or just for higher directors. We, you know what we, I mean? I was just, we're trying to blow up the slums here. Come on, let's get out of here. <laughs> um, it was actually uh, Daniel Boyle's first time to India. Was oh, when he okay. started doing the, the film scouting for this. So fun fact there. Then okay, so he, I, he, I gotta he, say not, he did a he did a great job because yeah. I'm I'm in the middle of watching a two part four hour uh, YouTube pair of YouTube videos talking about um, how Raya and the Last Dragon really did not give a shit about doing Southeast Asia Asian representation even though they marketed it that way <laughs> it like breaks down all these things of like wow you really. Americanized us. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. We appreciate this. So, like, it, this one just it just doesn't strike me as like he he phoned this in, you know. And uh, again, I don't know what he did wrong, but I could you you can just tell at least for me that I'm like, okay, they fucking tried, like. And for the most, at least in terms of like storytelling, they succeed in the story. But in terms of like actual cultural accuracy, got no idea. But I could tell 
I can feel the effort. <laughs> like, yeah, if, if, uh, let's, let me put it this way. When I watched the movie Odd Thomas with Anton Yelchin, which was directed by Steven Somers, who you may know for The Mummy, The Mummy Returns, G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra, I watched, it's a very small movie. And uh, when I watch it, I'm just like, buddy, you got to leave those blockbuster days behind. You know, you got little Anton Yelchin throwing somebody like having a little fist fight. Don't make, don't make breakaway mirrors (laughs) and don't have him bust down doors. (laughs) Like he is not Brendan Fraser. He's a tiny little boy. And, you know, I didn't explain that well. He, he, filmed it like it was a big action set piece. And I'm like, this isn't the movie for that. Where was I going with this? I have no idea. You, don't, you yeah, don't started watch, going down. Don't watch the movie Odd Thomas. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, what was I saying? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Oh, here. I'll save it. Danny Boyle is self-aware enough to know that he needs to adapt his styles to the project. He needs to change his style uh, as appropriate. (laughs) Saved it. Steven Somers did not know that when he did uh, Odd Thomas. And yeah, (laughs) I was going to throw Michael Bay under the bus again, but I was like, actually all this shit, you know, it makes sense for his style. (laughs) I'm just going to shut up because I feel like I've talked too much <laughs> and this is your movie. <laughs> oh, no, I'm good. Um, you have a lot of knowledge and I, I like hearing your opinion, so I'm I'm good with it. Um, oh. oh, leave um, your wife for me. What? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. Thanks. I don't 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 put that out there. Um, <laughs> um, but this movie there's one one of the things that I noticed while rewatching this movie now with a little bit more of a critical eye because I knew I was going to be doing a podcast, not just watching this movie to watch the movie. I wish they 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 have a lot of very um, cinematography moments and a lot of like um, trying to think of what the word is here that I'm, that I'm looking for where they use color to describe things where Lithica always has on yellow. Um, and she, uh, oh. that's pulled th- that's pulled throughout the movie all the way to the end where she's wearing a yellow scarf on the train tracks. I, I wish they would have. I wish they would have taken that just a little bit farther, or possibly did that with both her and his brother uh, Salim, because they really did that really well with her pulling her through all in yellow. But they didn't do that with anything else that I noticed. Yeah, uh... I, I and I cannot remember what the name of that word with the what that word is that I'm looking for here. Doing uh, doing like a color, a story with colors kind of thing. Yeah. There's a, there's a word for it too. And I just cannot remember what it is off the top of my head. I had it earlier today. I guess, um, uh, I guess they did the, the movie version of how I met your mother. <laughs> Since <laughs> the mother always has the yellow umbrella, but none of the main characters get that. Yeah. Something like that where nobody else gets it, but they, they, they pull that one color through all the way. Oh, I just, I'm never gonna. The Isn't symbolism, it color theory? Uh, the the symbolism of the color. How's that? S- saved it. 
I was going to throw in, I randomly found out that uh, the guy who's the host um, is speaking on the fact that, uh, you know, India has done adaptations of U.S. things. He starred in 24 India from 2013 to 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Which okay. is just fucking great. Uh what is it called when you use color to tell a story in a movie? I think it's color theory. Yeah. Symbology, something. It's something. All I see is how to use color theory in film. And that was the third one, third result. So maybe. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a word for it, but I wish they would have done that more. Um, they did a really, really good job with with Lithica all the way through with her, with her in yellow. Every time yeah. you see her, she's in she has something yellow: a yellow shirt, yellow blouse. Do you yellow know why it's yellow? I do not know why I tell, but it definitely Sci- stands out. Scientifically, yellow is the most eye-catching color to the human eye. That's why sales um, sales tags at Walmart are yellow. That I believe that's probably why the um, Umbrella and How I Met Your Mother is yellow. And yeah, like literally science. <laughs> yellow is the most uh, just literally eye-catching color. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I mean, I believe you. I don't have anything to disagree with you. <laughs> to me, I figured it'd be red, but um, just because yellow to me, and maybe it's just my poor vision, um, gets washed out in whites and stuff. So if you look at across a field, a green field with flowers, you yeah. got white and yellow flowers. I think a lot of that yellow will get washed out, but hey, well, I don't know. I'm I'll not fact, a scientist. I'll fact check myself. What <laughs> is the most eye-catching color? Uh, the color that catches the human eye the most is either red or orange. Yellow is also a valid candidate in some cases. Yeah, orange I could see. Yeah. How do you give... Three different options. <laughs> it's the best one. To pick one. <laughs> so another one said yellow is the most eye-catching color, but yellow can be fatiguing to the eye and overbearing to the mind. Hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, but that's why. That's why when red paint kept uh, like falling off stop signs or whatever, or washing off of stop signs, they used yellow in the meantime. Hmm. That's that's interesting. Um. Yeah, I, I I have never seen a stop sign rain red, <laughs> the color run off of it. That was that was back in the day. <laughs> oh. Yeah, weirdly, ev- most of the results except the first result all say yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the, okay, so since yellow is the most vil- visible color of all yellows, is the color that the human eye notice it is the first color that the human eye notices okay probably some evolutionary thing of knowing where the sun is <laughs> yeah i mean it definitely could be um so part of this movie or throughout this whole movie one of the themes is kind of how his brother always kind of undermines him through a lot of this through most of this movie up until the very end i could not imagine having a brother like that and still like believing, you know, blood is thicker than water kind of stuff. Yeah. You know I mean, 
I mean, he from even from the beginning, um, he is the he's the older brother, so obviously he's already he's already got the that kind of going on for him. But then, like, sell his photo of the of the Indian pop star or the Indian movie star. Um, locks him in the toilet. <laughs> sells his sells that for pennies, basically. Um, yeah, he. I will say there is a very important uh, thing he does that might have just you know given that little bit of grace, not fully trusted him, but the fact that he saved him from being blinded. Um, and you know, your kids, I I don't believe either one has hit like the age where you stop maturing. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're still young by the end of the movie. Yeah. Cause I think he's like 20, I think is what they say in the movie. I think there's there's like 20. I'd just be shocked if he's like 25, 30. Yeah. I don't think he's that old. I think he's like 20. Once you Um, hit 25, you have no hope for love. If you, if you haven't found it, just, <laughs> you get real just, cynical. Just, just jump. <laughs> did you say just jump? No, no, no. I didn't. Oh. What did what did you say? Chump? Uh, uh, whatever I said is is washed away in the the times of history, and <laughs> here we are. Oh, you said just jump, like, yeah, like how he was, jumped with his brother. Exactly. <laughs> I was talking about the Van Halen song "Jump." Uh, uh, interestingly, the first person who was torturing him is also a staple of Indian cinema based on their IMDb. Um, what do you mean? Oh, the um, the bald fellow. The, oh, okay. Who who uh, Irfan Khan told to use the electricity. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, um, they I, they really uh, I mean, was they did a hell of a lot more than Ridley Scott in The Martian. Like they they casted the shit out of this cast, um, for for like the supporting characters in terms of actual uh, Indian talent. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm trying to think. If there there was something else I want to talk about that kind of like a little bit kind of stopped me from putting it up in the ayahuasca tier. Um. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. Oh, it was some of the framing. Um, some of the I know this movie won an award for cinematography, but some of the shots that they used, especially when they when they were interrogating um, what's his name, and like they would show like half the screen would be blocked up with his body, and it'd be like tilted, angled, and you'd be mm-hmm. seeing the cop interrogating him, but yeah. you only see him through like half the screen at a diagonal, <laughs> and it's like you're looking up at him, even though he's hanging. If you were doing his perspective, you'd be looking down because he's hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. So some of some of the little some of the framing stuff kind of irked me too. Okay. Well, you've seen you've seen it ten times. This is my second time. It didn't hit me like that, but I haven't I haven't seen it as much as you. Yeah. Um. I mean, I like you know uh, what is it? Did you see Yesterday? It's another film directed by Danny Boyle. Uh, there are some times where there's like some Dutch angles and it's really cool and I don't know if it was necessary but it was like cool for that moment and it didn't outstay its welcome it did not do Thor 1 (laughs) where you know you'd try filling up a bingo card with the number of uh, non-Dutch angles (laughs) 
<laughs> that ever show up. Um, but yeah, that's fair. Fair enough. If it hit you like that, it hit you like that. Yeah, it just it just kind of it took me out of the moment. Um, I mean, because this, this movie does a really good job of keeping you kind of on your toes and keeping you like, because they they do the back and forth, the flashbacks, the the past, the future. But the um, especially right away in the beginning, you see little um, little Jamal, and then you see grown up Lithia in the in the train stations. So Are they do a really good job y- bouncing back. Our youngest Jamal is actually the the character. Youngest, youngest, young, just best teenager. Yeah, I think I think literally the uh, the credits are like youngest, young, and older of each day. But no, I was just messing with you. So they they paid obviously they had to pay all the actors. Um, Fun fact about this movie is that they paid the youngest ones but they put it in a trust fund and they had to graduate school first at 16 to get them to receive the money and they actually hired a driver to take them to school every day back and forth to school every day until they were 16 that's fucking awesome if like the first part of it i was like oh that's cool i hope it has compound interest but also like what if they don't what if what if just life gets in the way what the fuck and then that's so cool I, you know what? I thought that was, that was, uh, you just answered my uh, thing of like, of the question of like, what did you do for the country? Like, of course, <laughs> doing that for like three, two, three kids three, yeah, three, is two, like n- yeah. nothing compared to the budget and profits that you make. But still, it's, this is a nice, sweet little thing. Yeah. This, this is also the uh, second movie to win Best Pictures at the Oscars. Where a child has to jump into a waste pool underneath the toilet. You're welcome. Schindler's List. Okay, I've never seen Schindler's List. Oh, please don't. Oh, it is. I'm gonna have to one day. It's hard. It's it's so, it's hard to watch. So that I can understand the reference that Ari Gold makes to Liam Neeson in <laughs> the Entourage movie. Oh, is it is it about how he's the savior of the Jews or something or? No, uh, Ari Gold. If you have you watched a lot of Entourage, mm, I is, cannot, cannot say I've seen a single episode. All right, Jeremy Piven. Okay, he's at a stop sign or a red light, and uh, Liam Neeson pulls up in another sports car. He's like, "Hey, Schindler's List." He's like, "Fuck you, Ari." Hey, or uh, or no, I think he says like Liam at first, and then he's like, and then he, he says, uh fuck off Ari or something like that he starts driving I was like I thought you uh, it was no Jews left behind Schindler's <laughs> List <laughs> um, anyway uh, I can I can tell you the I can tell you the meaning without ruining Schindler's List because it, it's like the beginning I know the scene I know the story ish ish okay, oh. okay then you're good yeah then you're good <laughs> I I know he's the main character in Schindler's List. And it's also a black mm-hmm. and white film, except for the red dress and the little child. The oh, little okay, girl. she appears like three times, two or three times throughout the movie. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch in 20 years and be like, shit, I saw this when I was 10. Yeah, you, you, it's <laughs> it's a tough movie. It's definitely tough. I mean, it's like the um the pianist. It's like that level of tough. 
you enunciated just enough. Yeah. Pianist. <laughs> and pianist. In both directions. You enunciated <laughs> just enough for it to clearly not be penis, but just not enough that for a hot second, you're like, what? <laughs> I'm firing on all cylinders today. <laughs> you threaded that needle perfectly to reference Ted Lasso. I'm a, I'm a, I'm in. <laughs> um, dude, I watched Who Wants to Be a Millionaire so much as a kid, and I I think that does a really good job driving this movie forward. Without that kind of, without that kind of setup, I don't know how this movie would realistically function without a major major change to it um because that that whole thing drives the whole the game show drives this movie point to point to point and it, yeah. you skip a lot through their life so without the game show function this movie wouldn't really exist you would you it would it would have to be changed to the point where it wouldn't even be recognizable you know what it would be what moonlight the movie okay. Moonlight yes. is like this without a framing device. Oh, okay. I've seen this movie. Um, <laughs> the movie that uh, La La Land tried to steal its Oscar. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> no, there's that whole kerfuffle or mix-up at the Oscars. They accidentally announced La La Land instead of Moonlight. Yeah, actually, I just watched this not that long ago, probably with the last month or so. Dude, that's fascinating. Because while Moonlight was like, it was good. I I wasn't gripped. You know, like I was, and that makes so much sense because we were just steadily going through this guy's life, and it was good, but there was no yeah. hook or like or tease. It, it didn't Mister Beast it. You know, <laughs> it, it, did, it didn't add to the story so that to uh, to increase retention <laughs> to talk in YouTube speak. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because yeah. I liked Moonlight and I, I had I no problem I, with it, but I was like, why am I not on the edge of my seat? Yeah. Blind Spotting did something similar where they do the countdowns three days left of probation and drive to push the movie forward yeah wow you actually blew my mind just a little bit with moonlight like taking away the the i mean obviously we don't get a third act in this movie without it because he'll never he never talks to her but moonlight he just went to a random restaurant and found him so Mm -hmm. well after he called him or whatever Oh yeah! After, after he called him out of he called him out of the middle of nowhere. It's been a long time since I saw that. Yeah, I, like I said, I watched it at least in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, it was after, so it was after, for sure after this after Christmas and everything. So, um, yeah, but without that, I mean, he doesn't find he doesn't really find his brother. He doesn't really find Lithica. He doesn't try and meet up with him the second the the last time. Yeah. Um, his brother doesn't doesn't um, kill the gangster and die. You know, very. I mean, that wouldn't have really happened. They would have just kept living. Yeah, dude. The uh, the two biggest moments that I'll say that gripped me were, and I remembered the first one 
about even before I rewatched it when the middle age uh, actor like kicked his brother out so that he could be the big tough gangster. Oh, and um, and locked him out of the the hotel room. And then uh, and then later when the host fed him the wrong answer, I was just like. Yeah, he said, um, do you know who the last person to, to get out of the slums was? Me. <laughs> so he, fe- he feeds him the wrong answer so he wouldn't be. Yeah, that's so fucking wild. I don't get why why people, when they get to a certain level, like they have such a scarcity mindset that they imagine that someone else getting to that level is going uh, to take them out or remove them. Yeah, it's like the f- what do you think? <laughs> I mean, and this uh, isn't the only movie to do something like that. I mean, think about like every like gangster mob movie, like as you move up the ranks, like people start getting more and more skeptical and like, oh, I can to watch my back. Yeah, I so can it's, see it's, that as different. Just, I can, I can see that being different because you're in like, let's say you just control a 10 blocks and all the drug trade there. If someone comes in and you don't take care of them, now you've lost half your business and it's illegal. So you can't just go on Amazon and start selling it. There's not so (laughs) much flexibility in your revenue sources. So that I could get. But like in this case, he's a fuck. Wouldn't you think next week Dev Patel is going to be the host of your show? (laughs) One, even if he was, you still have all your millions that you keep investing in your bullshit. Like whatever bullshit you invest in, you'll you'll never you'll never go hungry the rest of your life as long as you don't have a gambling addiction. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, fuck. If if both of us. like got a million dollars tomorrow all the other people who are millionaires wouldn't set, like there wouldn't be two people who then drop out and they're yeah, like yeah. fuck <laughs> you know? or dropped out directly because of our actions yeah yeah it wouldn't be like you know it the last time that i could see that being true is back when like we were in a we were in tribes and like maybe the hunters and gatherers didn't do as good a job and now there's not enough food. So if you take a second helping, you're literally take squid game. <laughs> if okay. you take two eggs, someone has no eggs. <laughs> like I don't get why why people have that mentality about money. It's just so stupid. Anyway. <laughs> it just got me riled up. <laughs> so this whole movie pins really on obviously him growing up the way he did and knowing the answers the way he did um, to the point of admitting murder to the cops and everything like that. Thank but God like he wasn't it, the murderer. Yeah. <laughs> well, then when the cop was saying that, like, wait, why are you, te- why are you admitting murder? I didn't murder anybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yes. I'm telling you my brother did, but I didn't do it. So you can't arrest me for it. He, I mean, um, if the laws are similar to the U.S. laws, he could totally be in jail for just not reporting yeah, it. <laughs> not reporting. They could probably string together he was an accomplice kind of thing. Yeah, an accessory um, to murder. But I, I like how it comes all the way down to something that happens in the beginning of the movie, and it comes down to the end of the movie, and he does, still doesn't know that answer and just guesses. 
I, I don't the, the money the money means nothing to him. He found he heard from Lithica, so he knows she's okay. Yeah. And it, but it starts off of that movie within the first ten minutes when they're reading it in the classroom. And they say the two, but they never say the third one throughout this entire movie. Yeah. And he makes makes reference to it when they add Lithica to their their two man team. And then they I think they make reference of it one more time towards the end, and then the question comes up of the two the two musketeers who's the third one <laughs> i don't know if it's equally um equally spread out i'd have to go back and actually like write down each time but i noticed before that two of the answers were a i don't know why i connected it then so at the end when he randomly chooses a i'm like do they do, do, do the writer just have a propensity towards a what's going on <laughs> um, but i I knew the thing is i knew that the fourth one was d'artagnan so part of my brain just like c c do c do c and the other part is like no that's the fourth one stop it there's a fourth musketeer i don't know why it's called the third musketeer d'artagnan is the one they is like c i'm like shit i honestly don't know if it's a or d (laughs) but uh yeah but i I like how they they pull that all the way through the movie and they and I like how sometimes they would tell you the answer before they ask the question, like right before they ask the question, you'd find out the answer. They would continue on with that scene. Um, and then there were some times where he basically didn't, t- he would answer the question on the game show and then they would tell you how, you know, how he got to that answer. Yeah. Like so. the, the blind boy saying Benjamin Franklin. Yep. One, I well, really liked the blind boy knew it was Jamal like pretty yeah. quickly that was yeah, cool w- within like the first like 20 15 to 20 seconds of just talking to him based on his voice yeah i i thought the americans were hilarious um <laughs> like show, how, show, like sh- sh- i yeah. even mentioned that to, to bethany i was like <laughs> this is what, Amer- what yeah. america really is and then like hands him like a hundred dollar pill <laughs> yeah and I, i've watched I, f- I forget which one it is but like i've watched indian movies where they t- like do american culture i forget which one it was but there's one where they do an american song sequence and it's like it's it's as if they just invited the ymca crew (laughs) like don't change your clothes come over and do our thing as well (laughs) like it's that (laughs) um, and it's not that kind of movie where everyone is like dressing up as the most action figure version of their you know it's not that it just is oh this is yep this is sticking out like a sore thumb because this isn't america but it's pretty fucking hilarious (laughs) (laughs) so if there's one thing that danny boyle may have been undoubtedly better at doing it's portraying the ignorance of uh americans without making them just pure caricatures versus an indian director potentially um but that was hilarious and i kind of wanted a moment where he was like next time you get kicked by the card or whatever to make it clear that that was also part of the plan you know (laughs) instead of uh because i was totally expecting him to run away like yeah and now you have to ditch them right before they get back to the car okay. oh shit no oh, he's getting his face kicked in fuck <laughs> <laughs> um 
Yeah, dude. This uh a part uh something else about the the questions of this movie. Um I really like how there were questions that he didn't know. Um, yes. he doesn't know the he doesn't know the last answer. They brought up the story of the most um most um what is the word most centuries, most like class one centuries. Yeah, the one they, that he, he tried that, feeding him the wrong one. Yeah, but he didn't know the answer. Fifty fifty. The only the only reason he got fifty fifty, and the only reason why he was pretty confident it wasn't the answer that he fed him was because he kind of gave him that line of you know the last person to pull out of the slums was that that was me. So and he I, kind of he yeah. kind of had a feeling that you know he is not on his side. Yeah, and uh, was it the first one was what's on the flag that he didn't know? He asked the audience. It was like his second oh, or third. Yeah, question. it was like the second. Yeah, I think it was the second or third question. Which, he, by the way. You could have guessed it. <laughs> like I guessed it correctly. Cause the others are like money <laughs> and fame and for or stuff like that. Stuff that's yeah. like that'd be really weird if on a flag, I know this isn't exactly what it said, but it's just like money makes the world go round. It's like, why is that on a flag? Um although it being so early, I I don't blame him. He's nervous. He's he knows what's on the line for him. If he doesn't make it a long time, then you know, there's a chance that she doesn't see him because yeah, that's one of her. It's her one of her favorite shows. Yeah, and she, she kind of gets scolded when she watches it. Yeah, and then so, he changes it to cricket. <laughs> so if if like someone went to Danny Boyle's like why didn't she, or the original writer and like why didn't she just have him guess and they said. Dude, do you know how fucking stressed out that character is in this moment? Like he is nervous and he is not going to take any chances at this point. I'd be like, Oh yeah, totally fair. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he didn't, he didn't have a story or anything for that. He just didn't know. I mean, the, his quips that he gives to the officers are pretty funny where he's like, well, do you know who stole the constable's bike last week? He's like, wait, you know who did that? And he was I like, Every, everybody that. knows that even children know that. <laughs> oh, I love that cuz so, yeah. cuz uh I meant to bring that up and then I forgot cuz it's so important I think to know that you don't know everything. And just cuz you know something doesn't mean uh someone else would. Uh one of the cringiest terms I kept hearing as a kid was it's common sense. And like when I was a kid it made me really depressed when my parents would be like, what are you talking? It's common sense. <laughs> and like, as I grow up, I'm like, there's no fucking thing as common sense. Common sense is breathing. Cause yeah. that's what's common. <laughs> uh, shared sense is what I would prefer. Or shared knowledge or is what I would uh, prefer or like popular knowledge for this region. You know, what do most people yeah. Um, I, I've said, I've had so many people say, don't say you're ignorant. I was like, what? I'm ignorant of a lot of stuff. <laughs> I have no shame. Um, literally no one on earth. It, if every person was the, uh, was it the blind law or the law scales, you know, mm-hmm. if every person was holding scales, they'll never have the stuff I'm not ignorant about outweigh what they, I don't know why I just got on my soapbox (laughs) about that, but I loved that for how elegantly 
it put like, yo, just because your five year old knows that in your nice fancy clothes doesn't mean yeah. everybody does. Yeah, but that that crime you've been trying to solve, everybody knows the everybody outside of this office knows that answer. All you gotta do is ask. <laughs> but um, then he because he, he does it twice. He does it for that, and he also does the hundred dollar bill because he asks him like who's on the who's on the thousand dollar note. Yeah, he's like I don't know, and he shows him it's it's Gandhi, and he's like oh I've heard of that guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> so he kind of does it to him twice, and I don't yeah. remember which one's which. I think it was the the flag was money, first. Well, I think the money the money was first, and then um, when he brought it up about something about the bike outside, I think it was I think it happened like twice where it was just like just because you know something doesn't mean I know something. I'm cheating because yeah. I know based on the age of the children, but the the fifty fifty the thing on the flag was like his second or third question, mm-hmm. and then the the um the hundred dollar bill one was way later, yeah, because um, we're in the we're in the blind teen years, yeah. A picture of the three lines is seen on the national emblem of India. What is written underneath it? And the four answers are money alone triumphs, fashion alone triumphs, lies alone triumphs, and the truth alone triumphs. Yeah. So that's so, that's one if you're like if you have uh, a clear head. Yeah. And you can just guess, you'd be like, I'd be shocked if lying and fashion. <laughs> maybe yeah. money depending money, on who decided there, there, to <laughs> there's an argument there but i mean if you were to think about a national thing you're not gonna yeah. now a cynical mind would say yeah money triumphs in a country like and when you're poor in a country like that money triumphs yeah but then but but the thing that rich people need to remember to do is that if you remind the poors that money triumphs, then they'll want money. So you yeah. need to distract them. You need to tell them the meek shall inherit the earth so you can manipulate them into being servitudical. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You can't tell them stuff's fucked up. You need to lie. <laughs> so they will keep going. Yeah. So that's why you tell them, was it trust? What, what's the actual correct answer? You were just oh, reading it. Um, it the truth. truth or truth. So you tell them that the truth shall set them free. And that's total bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know uh, what else. Uh, what else I've got to say about the movie? Anything else for you? Um, well, obviously, I've got my my trusty back pocket one, but I. Uh, oh, the um, budget, the budget. I was going to ask about one that. of the reasons why I think this movie um, is one of that's severely underappreciated, um, which is the whole reason why we're doing most of these movies or all these movies. Um, so this movie was originally made. Um, was it by WB or it was made by Warner oh, Brothers? No, no, no. Well, I don't know who was made by, but there were four companies. It was yeah. 20th Century Fox then warner brothers i only noticed because i was like what they why are they both partnering on this and then two smaller ones yeah warner independent films acquired the rights um sold it to or they merged with warner brothers the the parent company at the end of the year they they were trying to get it released they couldn't get it released so they sold it off to fox spotlight or searchlight films gotcha fox 
Fox Spotlight Films or Pictures actually moved it. They were considering doing it direct to DVD, and then they decided to do a wow. theater release. Wow. So, I mean, it, you want to yeah, talk it's... about underappreciated, like a movie that was so, so, so close to not <laughs> even being released. It's the poltergeist of love stories. Yeah. Won't go away. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or, sorry, not poltergeist. Uh, was it the... Um... Oh, what what was that found footage horror film about uh, the possession? Paranormal activity. That's what oh, I okay. meant to say. Like, it's a tiny little thing that exploded way past the expectations of the studios. It, it's the highest grossing <laughs> film from Fox, the, from Fox Spotlight Pictures. So it's still, to this day, still the highest ranking or highest earning film. And right, past but- uh, Juno. Ooh, do you know we need to watch that one day uh before you tell me the budget i'm actually going to ask what was the box office the um box office number was 378 million 378 million i'm looking up the box office just so i can see international versus um domestic and i'm trying I don't know if it'll have the, oh, it does have the budget. I'm closing one eye. Let's see it. <laughs> okay. So there was, I'm just putting my hand over. It was okay. So international was actually more than domestic, which is something okay. that I wouldn't have been surprised if it was reversed, you know, with how um, much. I, uh, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, but at the same time, I'm not surprised because this was still very popular in India. It was the fourth largest um, opening weekend film in India. Wow! By, by um, non-Indian movie. Okay. Um, At ooh, that time, I'm, I don't know if it still is. I'm gonna shout out a film that people should check out that has a similarish title, which is Guppy Boy. Uh, that that is another one that gets added to the controversy, as like the um, poverty porn kind of things. Because um, there were some people that I saw that were really aggravated about that movie as well, and they lumped it in with this movie. Sorry, I actually. I think I may that, have said the wrong title. No, it's Gully Boy. I said Guppy Boy on accident. Oh, Gully. Yeah, G-U-L-L-Y. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, although, interestingly, there is a movie f- uh, called Guppy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a blue fish with yellow spots. And that's right, well, a annoying song about Guppy, Guppy, Guppy. All right, well... Uh, all right, then. Well, it was a good movie. I have no idea if it's accurate, but Gully Boy was really great. Yep. And it follows the same, you know, kids from the slums, which is another reason why it kind of got lumped into the controversy with Slumdog Millionaire. Because it that's, also won a ton of, it also won a couple of awards, too. That's interesting because Gully Boy came out in 2019. So I wonder why. I mean, yep. they're so far apart, relatively speaking, in release dates. Yeah. But it still kind of follows the same, same basic outline. Mm-hmm. So they kind of get lumped together. The same controversy outline. So that kind of gets lumped together. So yeah. Um. What were we just? There was something else we were just talking about, and I had something to say before I wanted to shut up, Gully Boy. What was the last thing you said? Uh, we were doing the box office numbers on the domestic versus international. All right. So never mind. I'm just waiting for you to say the. Uh, oh. Um, but yeah, that, that went back to my question of like, I wonder if this was just mostly a hit in the US and then the rest of the world was like, we don't care. 
but that's that's interesting. That's fourth highest opening in India. Yeah, for a non-Indian movie, yeah. and you got to think like you, there's Titanic. You got to think of like everything before this, um, all those black box office movies that you know did really well in the United States that may not have done over the, over there. Is it still the fourth highest, or was it the fourth highest? Uh, it was it was the fourth highest at the time. I don't know if it mm-hmm. still is because I would have to imagine some of these Avengers, Avengers yeah, <laughs> that opened up everywhere, super strong. All right. Um, Sir, what's the what's the budget? I think I accidentally peaked it. Uh, the budget was fifteen million dollars. Okay, I saw a one, so I was like, "Oh no, oh, wow, no. fifteen one. million, half half the price of a." Well, I guess if they used an Indian crew with the conversion, they might have gotten away with. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. interesting because I don't I don't know with all the. Uh, you know how restrictive the unions can be here with their rules, and I, I shouldn't say restrictive because it's good that unions somewhere have stayed in place <laughs> in this country uh, of the U.S. But I, I wonder how a um, you know primarily U.S. production what they're allowed to do in terms of hiring in a, another country like do they still have to make it primarily even if it's 5149 primarily US crew um or can they go somewhere with the director and you know a few people that they've already uh uh chosen you know that they've worked with maybe an editor maybe a cinematographer and then hire the rest of the crew in India yeah. Although maybe they got away with that because it is it is two directors. Possibly. Um and also I'm sure they didn't have to do many like um permitting and stuff like that. Is the uh, is permit law very different in India? I'm just sure I'm sure they kind of snuck by some of it. You know, <laughs> they probably had to pay they had to pay some people some some money, I'm sure, but I'm sure it's not like the United States where you're talking, "Oh, you want to do a, a movie here?" Sure. But we're going to charge you a quarter million dollars for, you know, a month worth of your time. Yeah, if they did it in like California. Yeah, Orlando. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, it's it's such a, a such a good movie, and it's just for me, just the few little nitpicky things throughout the movie. But this is one of those movies that I would sit down and watch pretty much at any given time for absolutely no reason. You wouldn't have to give me a reason to watch this movie and I would yeah. still enjoy it. Yeah. I don't think there's any weak links in the cast or, you know, just the, general. Just the- I, I, I wouldn't change the story structure. Really the, uh, you know, the, none of the controversy I think is tied to the story. So that sounded so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, no one was like, how dare you make a, a poorly told story. Um. <laughs> um, the um, Dev and Frida, the two main act, the actor and actress, uh, mm-hmm. dated for quite a while after this movie, up until 2014. So, wow. Um, yeah, I mean that's what six years, seven years. Well, good for them. I hope. Uh, I hope it ended amicably. Even though I don't know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> at least in my experience apparently um 
That's interesting. I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, they in the movie they work really well together. The part of this movie that really hits for me also, now I'm thinking about it because I thought of those two and I thought of the end number dance sequence. The amount of the music that they use in this movie works out really well. Um Jai Ho, even though it's not in English, I mean Fant- it sounds like a fantastic song. I mean, kind of gets you bopping every time. And then obviously, Paper Planes by MIA is a big movie or a big part of this movie, too. So, how did their uh, failed reunion hit you? When she, sh- when she showed up, at, that that's one detail I really like. Okay, wait. I, it, it, it's so late for me to mention this, but I was joking about how her situation, she might not actually be in love with them. And that's because obviously she's experienced 15 years of abuse or 10 years of abuse. And, you know, you'll love anyone who is promising to get you out of there. Like that's not just because she's a woman in that situation. I would love anyone if I had been abused for a decade and they said I can make it end. I'll be like, Oh, Jonah Hill. Okay. (laughs) Jonah Hill seems like a nice enough guy. (laughs) I didn't mean to drag him down there, but you know, sorry, Jonah, he's no Channing Tatum. But, uh, but I love that moment because there was no hesitation. There wasn't some big montage of him like coming there for months and months and months. And then like, and then her not showing up, which is what I thought was going to happen. Um, she yeah, tries and, and she tries and you, you can, well, before we get that far, you can see it on him. Like he's been trying for, for a while mm-hmm. because of the frustration he gets, um, he kind of slouches down, he sits down for a minute, decides to get up and take another look. Um, so you can tell that aggravation, like he's been there, he's been, he's been doing this and this happens to be the day. Really? Cause I, it, that hit me as like, he's been there for like half an hour and she hasn't shown up and possibly he, he's, he's gotten his hopes up. I didn't see it as like months and months, but maybe it was, I don't yeah. know. I mean, either, either way it would work. Cause he, the way he explains it to her, you know, I'll always be here at this time. Yeah. But I, I, he kind of slumped that time. So I, in my mind, he was he he'd been doing this for a little while, and he was starting to give up hope. Yeah, uh, I'll say I love that she's actually looking for him because you know she's in a train station. If her only goal was just to get the fuck out of there, and she didn't care if he was like if he shows up, he shows up. If he doesn't, fuck off. Um, she's late and looking for him instead of just looking for the nearest train. She could have escaped on her yeah, own easy. potentially. Um, but yeah, just that. One, it made me believe that she actually has been thinking about him the same way he's been thinking about her. Uh, you know, at least when she's you know, not trying to forget the situation <laughs> she's in. Um, and then, oh, it was so heartbreaking just see it that close. Ooh. Yeah. And then, and then who's the one to grab her? His brother. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh no, there's, I mean, I know this is going to happen no matter what, because of the story that needs to happen. But the fact that there were three other goons, I was like, if there weren't those three other goons, there might, there might be a chance that he, he like fail quote unquote fails. But uh. yeah, but I mean, at the end, I mean, I'm not going to say he does the right thing, but I mean, like he, you know, kills the, the gangster that he's been working for that gets shown like right away in the one of the beginnings, the opening scene, the opening chase scene. 
Um, they slam into his car when they're <laughs> running through the slums. But yeah, because they kind of fail. They kind of fail a couple times. Their their reunion. Um, because he fails when they get the hotel room. He fails yeah. then, and then he fails um at at the mansion or whatever when he finally tracks him down to the mansion where the guy the, the millionaire lives yeah. and pretends to be a chef dishwasher chef <laughs> and makes a terrible sandwich <laughs> <laughs> that he doesn't even make i think it was uh, lithia that made most of it or she gave him they, the ingredients they to make it. <laughs> did a bad collaboration because he put like peanut butter and jelly and then she started putting fucking lettuce and I'm like, you you both are you're trying to do something good. You just gotta do it separate. <laughs> yeah. Coordination is key. <laughs> um I just I just remembered his fucking smile when he got to call make the call. And he's just like, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just wanna take a chance. And then especially after he like talks to her and knows she's safe, and she's like, Yeah, I've never known either. He's like I just don't care. I yep. like I I would have been if I hadn't seen it before, I totally could have seen him just be like, "No, I quit. I yep. I'm not even going to answer." Well, in the <laughs> in the original game show, I know that they had different tiers where you kind of locked in so you couldn't when you when you answered a question wrong, you went back to that tier. So you didn't lose everything. Like $1,000 was a tier, like $50,000 was a tier, $100,000 was a tier. Yeah. And then, you could, then you could have just not answered the question and quit. So you didn't, ha- you weren't forced to answer the question. You could quit and go back and stay and take the money that you had already earned. Oh, I think they have that. I think they do that because there was the point where he hands him the check and he gives it back. Yeah, he gives it back. So yeah, he could so, have had probably like, I don't know what the conversion rate for that time period uh, was, but he could probably have like fifty thousand dollars essentially. Um, the, I think, what is it? 20 million crones was essential to, or basically a quarter million dollars in the U S I think that when he handed, I think when he handed back the check, that was the 10 million, which would have been, you know, 125,000, but still, I mean, to have that kind of money, um, when most people live on less than like a dollar a day, $2 a day kind of thing. Yeah. It wouldn't have gone, um, it w- it wouldn't have gone just to the ten million crow, I don't think, right? It would have gone a lot lower than that. Yeah, no, it should have fell back down to like one million crow or something like that, or like two or three questions before that. But yeah, I mean, he wouldn't have lost everything. He would have lost a lot, but he wouldn't have lost everything. But he he gained what he wanted to gain at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to put twenty million to us and see what it would be today indian rupees would be two hundred sixty-seven thousand dollars today yeah that's not bad they really uh i thought them going to 20 million rupees was like so that it would be one million dollars in the u.s or close time otherwise i I would be like okay so you'll do a a million indian rupees but that's that's actually disappointing to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see if in today's money, in a million U.S. dollars would be seventy-four million six hundred forty-seven thousand Indian rupees. 
man, they're really, uh, they're really just not. <laughs> that te- that uh, it, it's borderline deceptive. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. you Doesn't... could, if if they're using the name millionaire and just literally tying it to rupees, people could just take a million rupees and be like seven questions early or yeah. whatever, and just be like, "Well, I am now a millionaire." Yeah, you take your you, you take your seven <laughs> questions, and then you re, when you convert to US, it's like, hey, congrats on that twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I wouldn't be that low. Uh, let's see, twenty was quarter mil, ten, yeah, fifteen thousand, thirteen thousand, yeah, three hundred and ninety six dollars. Somebody handed me thirteen thousand dollars right now. I'd probably high five them and give them a hug. But <laughs> yeah, remind me if I ever go on uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in India to just not sweat it. <laughs> no, no, just think about just think back to your past, and you know you'll but, you'll know. But it would, it would be so less stressful if I'm like, okay, if I do. 80% of this or whatever, I get $13,000. I'm just going to have fun because if I get the 13, cool, I'll probably fail way before then. And then, oh no, I lost $2,000. Yeah. <laughs> um, not poo pooing $2,000, but it's the, the equivalent. Let's see. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Uh, what what would I say to know all the money le- money levels? Uh, why is the first result in pounds? <laughs> is this is this originally a UK show? I have no idea. Okay, so I... there's there's 15 questions. The first lock in is a thousand dollars. The second lock in is thirty two thousand dollars. And then the final lock-in is a million. So, uh, let's see. Who wants to be a millionaire? India money levels. Okay, the U.S. again just showed me pounds and dollars. So, <laughs> fuck me. Yeah, yeah, I'm, always, yeah, I'm doing the same thing. And it's, okay, uh, I, uh, I don't know if this is just fake. I, I see the I see the Japan one. Their Japanese one. I see seven crores and one crore and then 50. They make, they make reference to crores or crowns or crows or something. Yeah. That is like a, I'm really just confused by this because then the numbers go down and instead of it being 50 million, it's five, zero comma, zero zero comma zero 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 so just to be clear take 50 million and then in that middle in between the two commas take out a zero and that's absolutely no reason (laughs) well i'm sure like that's how all the numbers with two commas are in this uh oh yeah it's it's literally from a site called Millionaire Fans. It says my recreation of some money trees. So it's a recreation. So I don't know. But uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, the last thing I really got was the first kiss, first and only kiss between um, Jamal and Lithgow was right at the end. Yeah. Despite being so close so many times. <laughs> Frozen right before like a fully, what I would consider a full kiss. Not, not, not as in like tongues being involved, but like, you know, just the pressure. <laughs> like there's the, there's the, whereas it's barely a kiss. You know, just quick, like, and it's gone. And then there's the, mm, and you, you just feel the full pressure. That sounds so weird. Full pressure of one face being pushed against another. And it just freezes right in the middle of that. It's like, <laughs> and it's literally just because it's a freeze frame. Then I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Why there? <laughs> yeah. uh, when it's a matter of frames <laughs> before you get the full kiss. Yeah, and, and this, the whole movie rides on this moment. Yeah. Like everything that's everything the money, or money <laughs> we're thinking about, um, <laughs> wants to be a millionaire. Um, everything this movie's built up to is and pushed and pulled away from these, this couple to like freeze it like three frames before. <laughs> and to be clear, I'm not unsatisfied. <laughs> like, oh, no, no. Like when but... I saw it, I wasn't like, oh, this is as cringy as the kiss of Spider Man 2. It doesn't look like they want to be kissing. And then it hit right. <laughs> but I was just like, that's so, huh. That's an interesting choice. Yeah. That, okay. Interesting creative decision. Yeah. Yeah. Then they, you know, then they have their nice dance sequence. I love, I love that they took all the generations of actors for each character mm-hmm. and, and clumped them together and like got yeah gave them all their like moment to shine and and i like how and i like how they kind of went back and forth for a little bit to um the entire group of actors and actresses and dancers or whatever on the train station to just those two just the medium two just the little two and then goes back to everybody and then just those two and it gives them that last moment together and then ends the movie yeah, those two little kids were so cute, just jumping yeah. around. Just jumping they, around, flailing around. <laughs> you could tell that they were like, just go have fun. It's okay. Yeah. Like there was no, you know, whatever pressure that there might have been, you know, on the day, obviously being surrounded by a crew of 200 people or whatever, like little kids having all the attention pointed at them. I don't know what kind of pressure they might have felt, but what we have on camera unless those kids tell me differently, like however old they are now, I, I won't believe that they weren't having the time of their life. Just going <laughs> like fucking around. Yeah. Uh, they probably just told them, you know, you know, go, go over there, dance the music. Like just no, no real pressure. Just, Hey, you know, go, go dance, you know? And they just started jumping to the beat of the music and started flailing around and, yeah, but I, I've had plenty of times where, like, my daughter, if there's an audience, when there's an audience, suddenly things change for her, you know, <laughs> where it's like, ooh, stage yeah. kind of thing. So, but but they, they just they this is probably towards the end of the movie. They probably didn't do this right away. So the the pressure of those kids, you know, they've been acting in front of these cameras for the last you know two weeks. Yeah. Um, so it's probably not a thing to them anymore at that point. So. I mean, it was a fantastic movie front to back. A um, few small little things I would change. Um, but so close. So close for me. I think, I, yeah, I cannot 
off the top of my head, I cannot think of what an ayahuasca movie to me really would be besides like the pianist. Um, yeah, I cannot, this, this would be super close. This is, this yeah. is, this is about be as close as I, as I can think of off the top of my head. Dude. So, Oh, you know, I randomly just found what, uh, India's, um, who wants to be a millionaire is in the pictures section one the picture is Amitabh Bachchan, the actor who I was quoting earlier, who like we don't see his face, but that's the one who allegedly signs the picture. Oh, okay. Is hosting it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which I, I don't, I'd be fascinated to know like the chicken and egg scenario of that. Cause this is from a 2014 article. So obviously it's after, but was he hosting it before they made a movie about it? Uh, and then I'll say the name of what the actual name is from the picture that I can tell. And then I'll tell you the title um, of the article. Kaun Kaunbanega. And I'm going to spell that out. It's C-R-O-R-E-P-A-T-I space K-A-U-N space B-A-N-E-G-A. So that's why we couldn't. I couldn't find it when I was Googling uh, the different tops. And uh, it, the headline is from BuzzFeed News. And oh, it was a good, uh, good, good start. Good start. And it's India's version of who wants to be a millionaire will allow third gender participants. Like, I guess there must have been some part or period of time where the show would only recognize male and female participants I mean I know there's a lot of other countries in the world that you know do have that issue Um, I mean we're this country still has that issue I mean (laughs) but yeah Hmm. Uh, the show recently began taking registrations for its eighth season so 2014 eight so 2006 is around when it started uh maybe 2007 so i don't know he could have been hosting it there may have been another host we've been going for long enough (laughs) 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 like i'll keep going as long as you want have things to say but again i felt like i was talking way too much (laughs) <laughs> for no. not my movie choice in the beginning so i no, won't no, extend I'm, it I'm myself golden. i'm no no i'm golden because you have a lot of other random information stuck in the head so it's nice to get out on <laughs> pull it out of there movies like this i'm i'm trying to find uh while you're doing that i was trying to find what the top grossing non-indian movies were in india and i can't figure it out but some of these uh indian titles and india movie um posters are pretty sweet <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I tried searching top grossing films in India and it just said uh, list of highest grossing Indian films. And yeah. Yeah, I can't. But like I said, I knew it was fourth when it came out. Um, oh, that movie that I mentioned earlier, Bajrangi Bajan is number six. Oh, nice. In terms of uh, 
top India grocers. Sure. Where's um, where's three idiots on that list? Oh yeah, true. Where is that? Seventeen. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, but it's by Jean Bahubali two. The conclusion. I don't know why. Where's Wow, Bahubali the beginning is number fifty-three. Ooh, it looks like um I found I found the list. Um it looks like what um some dog billionaire fell out of the top ten. Just in India? Where where is it now? Um I, I just oh, has oh. the top ten. What the are the ten? 10? Um Avengers Endgame, Avengers in- Infinity War, <laughs> Spider Man No Way Home, <laughs> The Jungle mm-hmm. Book, The Lion King. Jurassic World, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. That's weird. Uh, oh, 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 man. Number eight, The Fate of the Furious. Uh, I mean, The nine. Fate of the Furious was fine. It wasn't the greatest, but I don't think it but was a mess. Eighth, eighth on the list of top grossing opening box. Oh, office. you punny, you punny boy. Are you Come because, on. because it's fate? No, F8? because it's, it's no. Because there's a Fast and Furious movie on the top ten. There's so many other movies I could put on this list. Come on, Avatar is number nine. Come Avengers on, it's Age a Ultron, ten. I'm more shocked that Fate is higher than Furious Seven. Um, but I I think it was still on an upward trajectory at that point. What was nine and ten? Uh, Avatar and um, Age of Ultron. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Yeah, it's just kind of bizarre <laughs> so what you're saying is dev patel stayed in the top 10 because he was an avatar the last airbender he said Boom. definitely not ignoring the fact that avatar the last airbender and avatar are not the same thing i mean they could be they could be uh, just don't look it up and just assume you're right and move on with your life <laughs> i was so excited for dev patel in that film it's a bummer anyway yeah, just- uh it's crazy to me that the, some of those movies are up there. Some of the some of the movies deserve to be up there. Some of them are just I I have no idea. Titanic's not up there. I mean, think of like all the, like the greatest American movies, and you've got you know, Blind Spotting. Yeah, Fate of the Furious up there. <laughs> it it did things well. I enjoyed it. All right, okay. let me let me count one, two, three. Potentially four. I can't remember. Four, five, six. I've seen six, maybe seven of the top uh, 10 grossing Indian movies. So I'm basically the best American, non, oh. non-Indian, Indian-American version <laughs> category. But no. Yeah. A lot of these, uh, a lot of these really do deserve to be up there. Nom- wow they even have like the nominal gross on this this is crazy what do you mean so they have um the nominal gross like what didn't gross and they have foreign films that that were featured i, I don't the- know what sorry i don't know what nominal gross means so the instead of the top gross think of the bottom so like of all the direct- time what of, yeah of all time and foreign films that they that they that have been featured you mean there's so- not one independent film that no, they opened have, they have in the two one. theaters that failed. Yeah. yeah, they have they have one for 
let's see here 55 lockin lock lock l i or l a k h um what meaning equal to a hundred thousand okay so they have one for 55 55 hundred how'd that work out um but they yeah 1940 there was one there's one for one crone which is 10 10 million <laughs> oh then that's not the lowest then is it that's that's the list here one hundred thirty three thousand dollars yeah i mean but if you're a national if this is like a national movie you know more than just like three feet three years oh and, and okay, okay and considering you know um you know a movie is probably like a hundred hundred or a thousand rupees or two thousand rupees like the one guy or like uh salam was like spreading out into his bathtub <laughs> that just sitting in um but anyway um titanic 12 12 million us dollars is converted gross yeah yeah jurassic park seven million dollars for adjusted us fate they're furious seven here there you go i'm shocked you're so angry at fate of the furious and not at the two jurassic world movies (laughs) because yeah fate of the furious I gotta say, hands down, at least for me, better than the Jurassic World movies because they have chemistry. <laughs> like they and have fam- chemistry at all in Fate of the Furious. So yeah, I mean, they, like, and they have and they have family. So I mean, they're automatically up there. Uh, yeah, they've they've cheated because it's not the first. You know, the first Jurassic World movie, whatever, it didn't have seven movies with those same characters or five or six, whatever. Um, but you know, Fatal Furious automatically better than both of those because Letty and Dom have better chemistry than White Woman and White Boy. <laughs> I don't know the names. <laughs> um, sorry, they're talented Not actors me. and actresses, but like, I literally Chris just Brad. watched a movie from yeah Captain Midnight called uh, "The Death of the Mummy" franchise, and he was talking about Rachel Weisz's and Brendan Fraser's chemistry and compared it to the almost complete lack or where he was complimenting Rachel Weiss's character in, in those movies and how she's more than just the annoying damsel who has nothing else going on, but to say exposition and be annoying. And he compared her to a Bryce Dallas Howard's character in Jurassic world. And I was like, it's kind of fair, kind of fair. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, this movie may be edible. This may be this movie may be a mushroom. But either way, this movie is dope because moves, movies movies are, are dope. Dope. And I should have said this at the beginning, but if the ratings and reviews are equal on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or collectively. Uh, total 17 or more by December 1st, we will watch and review Twilight, the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2. <laughs> Specific. Which we haven't seen. It's the only one I haven't seen. Brad's only seen sure. the first one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've only seen the first one, or maybe a scene or two out of the second one, but that's about it. 
<clears throat> and uh, you know, if you just want to leave ratings and reviews and tease us about it, you can follow Brad in the link in the description and me at Movies Are Dope. Link also in the description. But uh, good, good night, gals. <laughs> the next movie is batman the dark knight returns deluxe edition good because i just watched um the dark knight um this last weekend so it's perfect perfect timing i didn't even try i saw a headline today that said uh the batman is headed towards a bigger opening weekend than any dark knight film and i want that to be true they're, well, they're no, I actually don't. Uh, one, the, I don't the, be- the advertising pushing. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe it. <laughs> I'd be shocked. Uh, either I, part of me would be very shocked. Part of me would not be surprised at all after Spider Man No Way Home. Yeah, but the reason I don't want it to beat those box offices is purely because Spider Man No Way Home gave a lot of people COVID. <laughs> and even a few of the YouTubers I follow were like yeah we uh, went to Spider-Man No Way Home and uh, ah fuck (laughs) we got COVID even though we're vaccinated Um, so I would like to to not do that again so soon you you also just don't like Robert Patterson you can go ahead fuck you no 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 no. I was the person when I heard that Ben Affleck was going to be Batman I punched the top of my car with excitement because I had seen the town and I knew he'd be fucking excellent and I've seen good time with Robert Pattinson and he's excellent so I had the same reaction I was like oh yeah well actually I don't think I saw the good, good time at that point but I'd heard good reviews, so I was like, all right, now I finally got to watch Good Time. And then when I watched Good Time, I was like, oh, yeah. Um, and plus, I mean, the director, Matt Reeves, did the last two Planet of the Apes movies. I've, like I've said previously, I, th- I don't know if I said this while we were recording or before, but I follow, I trust projects based on the talent involved, the directors and the writers if I've loved other things from them. So I am definitely excited. I love that it's almost three hours long. It's so meticulous. The cast is stacked. I don't believe for one second that anyone slacked on this movie. Hell, Matt Reeves years ago was like, yeah, like going into this, people, you know, executives mentioned like, hey, what if we did this? He's like, yeah, but I'm not, that's not the movie I'm making with the Batman. Because it, and he would love to just cut and run instead of do anything that's slightly not his vision, which sounds a lot like Ryan Johnson, which we <laughs> kind of, uh, kind of insulted a little, you know, did a, did a few okay. healthy jabs at yeah. last week. But Matt Reeves's track record speaks better than Ryan Johnson's, to be fair. And he just, he said, I'm going to be working on this for two, three years more, maybe. I just, if it's not going to be something that I can actually get up every day and be proud of, I want to get the fuck out now. Because <laughs> that's a lot of time and effort to put into something that I wouldn't be passionate about. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, two, two things. 
two things. I mean, the marketing budget on this is astronomical. I mean, they mm-hmm. they're spending buku bucks on on advertising, including pre-registering tickets as of February first for the movie March fourth. So they had already pre-selling tickets for opening weekend. Two, and I don't want. I'm not going to spoil anything, but you mentioned the cast. I'm excited to see Felix Leiter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that uh, was one oh, of the, and he has a sequel or a spinoff HBO Max show. I think that's supposed to being made by Matt Reeves, which I think is supposed to be around like year one, um, okay. but it's his own Gotham one. Okay, so. so I, I didn't want to tell you who, he, who he's portraying in the movie because I know you're uh, uh, spoiler free, uh, as spoiler free as you can get in most of these movies. I mean. Everybody knows, right? I mean, I didn't until just now. Oh, I didn't really, okay. I'm not, and I'm getting kind of spoiled too because of all the. I'm looking at the cast list and it tells you who their characters are. So, like, I knew who one of the bad guys was, but now I know who the other kind of one that one and a half are. All right, I'll I'll say, I won't say the characters, but I know who. Obviously, Robert Pattinson plays. I know mm-hmm. who Paul Dano plays. I know who Zoe Kravitz I plays. I know, I didn't who, know that. who Colin Farrell plays, and he looks unrecognizable. And yeah, I know I who... Uh, why am I blanking on his name now? Je- Je- Andy. Je- Jeffrey Wright. Jeff- oh, yeah. I know who he plays. Who's Andy? Is he the, character, the actor's name? Yeah, Andy um, Circus, The bad guy from... Um... Black Panther, the whole black white or the white guy. The oh black yeah, Panther. yep, yep. I knew who he was playing, but the, I think that was just in like casting announcements that I'd seen. Okay. But uh, yeah, I will be avoiding all the other trailers as much as I can. And I mean, they're I've playing seen one some on posters. T- yeah, they're playing one on TV like nonstop. Mm. So that's why I know they're putting buku bucks into marketing. Uh, I'll say I love Zoe Kravitz's career. And I, yes. I honestly, until like a year or two ago, I did not know who her dad was or her mom. Really? Yeah. Come on, really? No, seriously. Yeah. I, I had seen her in uh, X-Men First Class. Didn't know who she was. I saw her in Mad Max and forgot that she was the same actress. Uh, probably because time had passed and she hadn't been brought back for X-Men uh, uh, Days of Future Past, The Bastards. <laughs> Why? Why? She was there. Uh, you, you killed like three characters off screen. From first that fuck you, uh, Brian Blinger, um, and then you know she, uh, what else? And she's dating Channing Tatum now. I'll just skip ahead because I'm jealous. But uh, you know she did. Yeah, uh, I, I see. I, she's she's now recently divorced as of 2021. Oh, who is she married to? Uh, um, Carl Guzman, Luzman, uh, hmm. an American actor. Who's mine? Neon, the Neon Demon, Nocturnal Animals. Hey, I'll look him up in a second. But uh, I, don't, I don't recognize anything. She also, oh yeah, she was she was Mary Jane in Spider Man to the Spider Verse. Yep. Um, I mean, she was in Fantastic Beast, but everyone hates that, so like, fuck it. I just, uh, I just can't, it blows my mind that you didn't know that her dad was Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> And also, uh, I, for first, was it um, second cousin once removed Al Roker? <laughs> but, you know, then, like, very, relatively recently, she has her own high fidelity series on Hulu. 
and now she's in the Batman. She just seems very chill for her legacy. Like Mad Max Fury Road, she's not even the primary wife, trophy wife. You know what I mean? She she's one, she's like, I come from royalty. I'm totally fine being second, third, fourth. You know, I'm not even the main trophy wife, which which again, like a trophy wife in general, people just might not want to do that. But especially signing up for nine months of grueling, miserable filming to the point oh. where Charlize Theron and uh, and oh, what's his what's a uh, what's main Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy like hated each other because they were so fucking miserable. They just started sniping at each other, you know. And, oh, and you're like, first class. Oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. She was she was a very like relatively minor character in that. It wasn't like the most minor, but she she just had she was like, dope. This is a cool project. Uh, it's going to be a lot of hard work, you know, especially in terms of Mad Max Fury Road. I'm not going to be the center of attention. I just like that. I like that she, you know, she, she, she wasn't like, mm, "Daddy, Daddy, put put some money together for some projects for me." Yes, please, Daddy. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing like a a Stewie voice. Papa, Papa, please get your friends do vanity projects for me. Yes, Papa, thank you. Uh, I mean, hell, like. Uh, of course, I would do Mad Max Fury Road because I'm yeah, me. I, I would too. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah, we're only we're it, us. Only because I'd want to be the I'd want to be the guitar the guitarist in the front <laughs> of the frame. But like that, and, and we know that it's great now. Tom Hardy, like in one of his first interviews or an interview very early on, was like, "Yeah, I thought I, I was just like this is probably going to be a piece of shit," <laughs> you know. Probably very much informed by him and Charlie's sniping at each other and being miserable every day for the duration of that it would take a woman to give birth <laughs> from like from conception to birth. They just had to do that every day in grueling uh, environments. And, you know, the way that uh, the script was made and George Miller like films. I'm sure you could just be like, this could be the biggest piece of shit. I got no idea. And that's what most actors, you know, just have to understand about most films in general. Um, but yeah, like go, going in for a, a, if you look at it a certain way, a relatively unimportant part, you know, if you're just looking at it from a script page and like counting the lines you're like oh i have 20 lines you want me for nine months in the sand in the heat and the misery uh i'm gonna go smoke weed on my yacht bud (laughs) 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 like if one of my friends came and they were like yeah and i'm not gonna pay you a lot of money either they're like yeah, I gotta, wow. I gotta like drive my daughter to school. <laughs> you know, I've got things to do. 
like there's a new episode of Peacemaker coming. <laughs> like I'm a soft boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just I just admire people who, as awesome as they can be, and just have huge humility. I saved a picture on uh, that I saw in like some random stupid tabloid thing because it was like Zoe Kravitz and let me see uh, Arrested Development. I'm gonna get the actress's name. I don't know why this hit me how it did, but it was like Zoe Kravitz going on a coffee run with um, Aaliyah Shawkat. Shawkat? She was maybe in Arrested Development, you know, the freckle, the young freckled girl. Nope, no idea. I suck when it comes to stuff like this. Good, keep going. (laughs) I'll just uh, drop the link in our chat. So you can just see what she looks like. But for some reason, it just hit me. I was like, I love that Zoe Kravitz has friends who don't also fall exactly under the, no, I'm a supermodel. (laughs) You know? I was just like, I don't know why. I was just like, this is so nice. This is so wholesome. I love, you know, she she doesn't seem to have an ego uh, or like, or be a Kardashian. Let's say that she's not a Kardashian. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty fair. Um, I, I would I would agree with that. So yeah, I, I'm rooting for her. Like, you know, she and Channing Tatum. The, actually, their careers match in a lot of ways. He had a he had very little ego in terms of the roles he and he was willing to do the work and like earn it. He I don't know that Channing Tatum came from legacy. But in a way, it for me, it's a little more impressive that you come from legacy and you can have the humility. But like, to be fair, yeah. Channing Tatum's so goddamn gorgeous, he could have had a big head <laughs> and yeah, come. I mean, he, he, he had to slog through some some pretty some pretty awful movies. Yeah, he, he, I think his first Jump Street, twenty two Fuck Jump off! Street, fuck off! <laughs> I think his first uh, role was on like. NCIS or CSI or something like that. And he was like, it's a bad performance. <laughs> Even he's <said it. laughs> like on some talk show or something. But, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They, they both had reasons, perfectly good reasons for just having a huge, insufferable ego. Her with her legacy and him with his. and 20 minutes after we signed off (laughs) yeah pretty much i'm gonna go to the grocery store with my daughter um see everybody for uh batman the dark knight you know what i'm gonna start putting in the link for the next thing we're watching since we we announced it like an affiliate yes. link down below so i i'd be surprised i'm i'll be impressed by anybody who gets to this point but uh feel free to comment on spotify or instagram uh uh what Com- is it comment comment on instagram that you made it this far and we'll uh We'll give you some likes. Just, just literally <laughs> write like affiliate gang. <laughs> uh, and I'll know that you got to the end of this. We'll shout. Well, yeah. Anyone bef- 
for the year of 2022, anyone who writes affiliate gang, I'll we'll shout them out in the next episode we record. <laughs> That'll be amazing. And if I forget to ever mention affiliate gang again, That'll be even more hilarious and amazing. <laughs> all right. Bye, everybody. Bye, gals. See ya. We're all gals. <laughs>